You're listening to the Black Sheep Talks podcast. My name is Karina Greco, and I am your host. I am an online coach, writer, storyteller, speaker, and podcast host. My mission is to help others manifest a life of travel, adventure, and financial freedom. I created this podcast as a platform that allows for raw and authentic conversations to be the norm. I will be diving into all sorts of topics, including manifestation, mindset, self-love, healing, personal growth, spirituality, relationships, travel, the super yacht industry, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I am passionate about sharing the life lessons that I've learned and how certain experiences have helped me grow and evolve in this lifetime. My aim is to inspire you to dive deep into your own personal growth and manifest a life you love too. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Hello, hello, Black Sheep community. Welcome back to my podcast, The Black Sheep Talks. I am Karina, your host, and we are kicking off this Friday, continuing the personal development series and jumping in with a little bit of plant medicine again that I'm bringing to you. So like I said in the last episode, I'm going to kind of be going back and forth between plant medicine and entrepreneurship. Um, So really, I have so many of these stories to share with you. And I know that a lot of you guys that have been listening have been really curious to hear my experiences, my integrations, what I've been learning, why I've been doing all this plant medicine. So I told you guys that I took a two-month break um, from plant medicine to integrate everything after my first ceremony. And then in the other episode, I talked about why I've been diving so deep into plant medicine and what I've actually learned so far. And today, I want to talk to you guys about why I actually answered the call a second time to go see Mother Aya. And I'm going to talk about the second experience with you and how it actually manifested into my life um, without me even really knowing that I was going to go sit in ceremony so soon. Um, You know, after my first ceremony, I definitely was like, okay, um, like I'm not coming back to this for a while you know, I need to integrate. I have so many lessons to learn. And if you guys want to hear about that, you can definitely go back and listen. But at this point in my life, I was coming back from Puerto Escondido. I had taken a couple week holiday there um, because I was moving into a new flat in Tulum. And I decided to just kind of get out of Tulum, give myself a break. I was also just coming to the end of my program, the Financially Free Yachty Mastermind, where I was coaching women to leave their nine to fives and break into the super yacht industry. And I had this like, you know, shift going on inside of me where I felt like I had to pivot and help women in a bigger way because I have had like so many women start to reach out to me, whether they were friends, um, you know, on Instagram or strangers that have just been following me for a long time, literally coming into my DMs and saying, Hey, Karina, I like love what you're doing, all of the mindset work. Like, I really feel like I need help with this. Like, do you help women other than just the ones who are looking to get into the industry? And I thought, Oh my God, like, I do like I want to help more women like this is exactly what lights me up is to help others work through you know their struggles their pains and their mindset blocks and to really like come out the other side so you know I started already thinking about pivoting like before while I was running this program like I thought like well not that I was pivoting I thought about adding on a new program like I always thought okay I'm gonna have my yacht crew training program and then there's gonna be like a second graduation program for any yachties 
in the industry who want to leave the industry and start their own online business and as well as for any women who are interested in that as well. So I had all of these ideas brewing in me and the universe started like kind of showing me, like giving me these synchronicities of people reaching out to me, telling me like, this is what they want. Uh, this is what they want to learn from me. So I just felt like, okay, like clearly this is a sign that I need to make some changes. I need to do something different. And I had made the bold decision to create and launch a whole new program um, kicking off like in two months from that moment. So this was like the beginning of May as my program was wrapping up um, at the end of May. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come out with something new. I'm still run both at the same time. And yeah, I had a lot of ideas coming through me and I was just feeling super overwhelmed with everything because I'm like, I want to help everyone. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I feel like I literally don't have enough hours in the day. And I think it was such a blessing that I got to like step away from Tulum, have a little break and really just, you know, think about things, think about what it is that I want to create and do and how I want to serve and impact the world. So I remember coming back to Tulum and literally thinking like, okay, I think I'm ready to do another ceremony. Like I I really would like some guidance, would like some answers, would like some wisdom. Um, I feel as though I've integrated quite a lot in terms of like my self-love lessons and, you know, letting things go and just, you know, changing certain things about myself and my behaviors and patterns. And I was really like, okay, you know, I would love to go sit in ceremony and just receive some guidance in some way or another of me stepping into this like higher self, right? Because this is what I want to be helping women with is to essentially show them that they can do this too. And hence the name of my new program, it's your higher self, right? It's all about going from that 1.0 to 2.0. So I actually came back to Tulum like on the 18th of May and I remember as I was landing I literally manifested like everything that day like from the silliest thing to like oh I would really just love like you know to grab I would love like a matcha latte right now from Starbucks and I kid you not like a second later it appeared (laughs) and like just like I'd love an empty seat on the plane and like I had an empty row next to me just all of these things happening like I can't even remember some of the other synchronicities um but it was truly insane like I'm pretty sure I wrote it in my podcast and um I sorry not my podcast in my journal um and as I'm looking through my journal right now I just want to read out like what I kind of wrote. And then as I was coming back as well, I got a message from my shaman um, who said, we're having another ceremony outside of Playa happening next weekend. And I was like, oh my God, like this is a sign from the universe that I'm ready to go sit in another ceremony. I've been manifesting this. Like I literally have been thinking about it. And, you know, it's said that Mother Ayahuasca starts to work through you before you even have the medicine. Like she comes and she kind of tells you like, okay, you're ready for another ceremony or you're ready for your first ceremony. Like you will start to get these feelings inside, like this calling as, as you hear, right? And that's what I was getting. I was getting this calling and right away, I just knew I was like, I got to go sit in this like this is calling me. And of course, I was like, so afraid again, but I knew I was ready. And this is like something that I wrote in my journal. And I really wrote that I'm so proud of myself for integrating learnings and setting boundaries with myself. I am filling up my own cup before I fill others. I'm saying yes to myself before I say yes to others. I've not always been this way. I'm a recovering people pleaser. Um, 
and yeah, I really just wrote that, you know, I am attracting what it is that I want in my life and really cutting energetic cords. Um, so I was obviously also writing that I would love some guidance from Mother Ayahuasca to receive downloads for this next pivotal chapter in my life. I know that an old layer has been shed, an old story is burned, rewritten, and a new goddess has been born. So the day before, I also, you know, wrote some of my intentions of what I was going through. Like I'm just wrapping up my program and it's the last week and I'm feeling so amazing to, you know, have been able to serve these women and witnessing one of my one-on-one clients have this incredible transformation. Um, So many things have manifested, like I told you guys, and it's crazy how the law of attraction works and the power of manifestation is really real. Like I'm really feeling ready for the ceremony. I am of course nervous, but much more excited this time as I realize that there is nothing to fear. I recognize that Mother Ayahuasca is calling me back as I have more lessons to learn. I truly feel I've integrated the lessons she taught me in the last few months. I faced my traumas and really forgave myself and my ancestors and have found self-love within. My intentions all became clear last time. I let go of so much pain and I realized that my answer is self-love. I felt it so deep within. This time, my intentions are to see if I have learned my lessons, if there's anything else holding me back that I must let go of. I feel like there is more work to do. I'm stepping into my higher self, and I know that with this new launch, I need the push to believe in myself and the guidance and messages to help me onto my inevitable path to success. I am so ready to step into my higher self and serve other women. I liked, I would like to ask mother, show me who I am at my highest self, who I can become if I let go of all of the bullshit that holds me back and keeps me small. I'm ready to dive in and go all in. I'm ready to receive all the messages from of wisdom and I'm ready to receive all of the abundance in my life. So those were like my intentions. And then on the day of the ceremony, um, I really wrote down like today is the day and I'll write to you guys how I'm feeling. Like I really love to journal and it's actually interesting to see like where I was, you know, I guess not even two months ago as I'm recording this. So six weeks ago, I wrote, I woke up feeling rested and ready to jump into my morning routine. I did my rituals, pick the card to remember to live in the present. This is the second time this week this has come up. And after picking my stone, which is uh, Sujalite spiritual growth, I found it interesting that this was what the messages were on the day of my ceremony. It's amazing, but everything works out in divine timing. I feel that so much has aligned for me this week. I manifested so many things this week from the moment that I arrived to Tulum. And I told you guys about that already. I won't read all of them again. Um, but yeah, I really wrote that. I feel like Tulum is this manifestation vortex. When I came back from this morning, it was insane how, um, you know, just all of the things that, you know, I manifested, whether good or bad, it was just coming to fruition. And it really showed me like the power of the mind and, you know, the power of all of the divine synchronicities. And then I wrote, I am sitting on the shuttle on the way back on the way to Porto Sacbe now. I feel relaxed and at ease in a good state. I am letting go of all the external circumstances and surrendering to the present. Live in the present as the card said. That is what I'm doing. I'm surrendering to the now, to this experience. I'm letting go of all expectations of what this medicine will show me and teach me this time. This is part of the surrender. The surrender. I felt the call. I 
answer the call and I am ready to receive whatever Mother Aya plans to show me. So I literally went into the ceremony like honestly probably more scared than the first time because I already kind of knew what it was going to be like and sometimes that's almost worse because you're like holy shit she took me to some dark scary places last time and I remember at one point like I was fighting that surrender so hard I was literally like fighting that monkey mind like I don't ever want to be here I don't want to do this work like this sucks this is hard this is scary like please take me to bliss. I don't want to go through these traumas. Um, but that's not how it works, right? She's going to show you what she needs to show you. And of course, only as much as you can handle, it's never going to be like anything that you can't handle. So it was interesting because that day it was like pouring rain. Like it was literally torrential downpour. Um, and I was just like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Going to ceremony in this rain? Like I should just be in bed. And it almost felt like this perfect storm came at the perfect time because I got this like instant metaphor cloud over me, like where there is darkness, there is light. And I wrote that I know that I don't know anything at all. <laughs> I am going into the portal with no expectation. I'm going with an open heart, ready to fill my cup. What lessons will I learn? What messages of wisdom will I receive? There is beauty in the surrender, to be humbled, to remain open with no expectations or attachments. Those were my lessons from the last time. No. How have I integrated them? Yes, I have, or I wouldn't be sitting here answering the call. And I wrote, I have healed myself through the power of plants. I've learned how to love myself again. I have grown and integrated my new self into this 3D world. Now it's time to set these new intentions. And I wrote the similar intentions down because I take my intention setting like so fucking seriously. It's not even funny. Like I literally journal like for two hours the day before and the next day, like I always write a story. So I wrote as well. I arrived at the portal and I manifested the exact same spot where I sat last time. I instantly felt at home and I felt safe. Um, one of the guardians got me a pillow and there was an extra bucket. Um, the facilitators greeted me and made me feel so welcome knowing that they remembered my name, my presence, and that my energy left an impact on them. I feel that I am in good hands. And this time this group is much more intimate because last time there were 70 people and this time it was probably like maybe 20-ish. Um, and I wrote, I am ready to do the work and receive messages of wisdom from the plant. Mother Aya, please show me what it is I must learn next. I am ready to receive what it is that I came here to receive with an open heart and an open mind. So I'll take you guys a little bit through the ceremony because, of course, you're probably curious with what happened. Um, and I like to integrate. And as I said, this is like part of my medicine. And again, no ceremony is the same as the last ceremony. So if you want to hear about my first one, you can go back and listen. And again, I'm by no means, you know, telling you that this is going to be your experience, that it's going to be the same or telling you that you should even do this plant medicine because it's not for everyone and not everyone needs ayahuasca in order to heal, right? Maybe there's an alternative way you can do it but honestly like psychedelic plants are so powerful this medicine is so powerful that it can get you to that healing quicker and this is why I love it because it has allowed me to look within like my darkest parts and to see the light and it's truly been such a powerful shift for me and if you guys are curious to get more of like an educational standpoint on psychedelics I actually got introduced to the online um, subscription called Gaia. And it's honestly so incredible. Like I will never watch Netflix again. I subscribe to Gaia. I'm literally 
binge watching all of these psychedelic films. There's a bunch of spiritual growth films. There's like so many things out there that you can listen to, like that's educational and for your growth. So I encourage you to check it out. You can get a free seven day free trial. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes for you to listen. Honestly, it's so good. I'm so glad one of my friends showed me this. Um, it's literally all I'm going to be doing from now on. If I ever feel like I need to like have a little TV break, which I rarely ever do, but now I have an excuse because it feels like education rather than an escape. So anyway, um, let's get into like what happened in the ceremony. And I actually journaled the next day, like a whole freaking story. So, you know, I won't read the whole thing to you, but I will read what happened. And yeah, so I definitely woke up the next day, um, ended up feeling super rested, even though I slept for like three hours. Um, and I was in absolute awe of what happened the night before. I remembered surrendering completely to the medicine and the experience this time. Um, I really let go of the expectations when I did this. Um, and I felt myself literally exiting my physical body and being overpowered by spirit, by Mother Iowa. She literally let me know that something bigger than me truly exists. It's like, even though the first time I did ayahuasca, I, you know, I had this whole ego death experience. I literally saw myself die twice and I was surrounded by a lot of dark entities trying to latch on to me. And I guess that was like my ancestral karma and all of the things I had to work through and let go. But this time I literally almost felt this like presence of this great power. Right. And it was like, whoa, like I definitely have faith in God in a higher power, but I lost that faith through almost all of my 20s. Like, I wouldn't say I was an atheist, but, you know, I wasn't really Catholic anymore, even though I grew up Catholic. I just didn't agree with the church and the dogma practices of it and all the sinning and all of that. And then, you know, I kind of just said, yeah, like, I mean, I believe in something, but I don't really know. Um, but this power of the spirit this time, like Pachamama, she really made herself known. And I really want to go into the depths of these messages. And I wrote, here we go. Welcome to the portal. And I titled this as like, welcome home. I might honestly end up writing like a book on plant medicine <laughs> because I have like so many stories and I love to write, but let's just speak it out for now. So I wrote, as I entered the portal, a feeling of familiarity took over me. I've been here before, only two months ago. The only difference was that this time the overall feeling and energy had shifted. It was stormy and rainy out. The thunder was rumbling and the rain was coming down really hard and heavy. I grabbed my bag, my yoga mat, and ran through the path in the jungle toward the portal. As I entered, I scanned the room and hoped that my spot from last ceremony was available. And to my surprise, not really, since I have literally been manifesting everything this week, it was available for me to claim. Like a queen being shown a familiar throne, I felt that I had the power to feel safe. So that's a little snippet of like my writing style and how my memoirs are going to kind of sound. Um, when I journal, I also tend to like write stories and it's really just such a passion of mine. So please tell me if you do enjoy this and and if this like, you know, intrigues you to want to read more because I will be coming out with actual stories through my memoirs, which I'm working on as a side project right now. But anyway, let me continue reading. 
I was immediately greeted by a friendly and familiar face, my shaman, shaman Ivan. When I met him in the first ceremony, he approached me and knew my name. He said, it felt like a sense of peace around me that he had met me before. We both agreed it was probably from a past life. This time, he embraced me and I felt so safe and loved and every other facilitator in there remembered me and made me feel super safe and special. <sighs> it was such a nice feeling to, you know, feel like I was in the sense of community. It really brought this sense of compassion and gratitude to me. The beginnings of every ceremony all have the same underlying feeling of nervousness, a same a sense of what the fuck am I about to do in this space? Is this safe? Am I going to die? Am I going to make it? After Pamela and Yvonne, who were the facilitators, opened the portal and the grandfather did his chants and prayers for the opening circle, I began to feel that I was back home. Yes, I was surrounded by strangers, but the familiar faces of the facilitators made me feel like I came back to myself. I was exactly where I needed to be. I looked around the room and noticed a couple familiar faces and recognized that this time I had the exact same situation of the types of people beside me. On my right, a Mexican man who spoke barely any English sat right next to me. At first, I was triggered by him, that he was taking my space and not being able to communicate with me. It was exactly like the first ceremony, but last time it was a woman from Argentina that was to my right. Both of them triggered me immensely with the sounds that they made, and then I realized this was a similar lesson wrapped up in the same packaging. Last minute, a beautiful dark-skinned man came to sit next to me on the left. I felt a calming presence from him, just like last time when a woman named Evson sat next to me, who was my friend. I had immediate connections with both of them and realized that I was literally in an opposite ceremony this time. This time, there were 70 people, half in, half outside. Oh, the first time, sorry. And the majority were women. The female energy was so high in that first ceremony. But this time, it was mostly males, including the facilitators. And the energy was highly masculine, which was super interesting. As the ceremony opened and the familiar rules were explained, which I was already aware of, there were a couple of things that stood out to me. First, um, the main rule being let go of all expectations. I thought of how I did not want to hold on to what had happened to me last time and be stuck comparing. So I was told to surrender to the medicine, but to not fight it and to come back to my breath whenever I felt like I was fighting. So I set an intention to say, I am light three times if I ever felt afraid. And this really made me feel safe throughout the ceremony because I did say it a few times. As the sound healing had begun and the blessings of Pachamama, I awaited patiently and nervously for my turn to go up to the altar and receive the cup. This time, I felt even more afraid, almost a sense of, fuck, she is going to take me to my worst fears, isn't she? I sat and connected to my breath, opened my third eye, and asked my spirit guides to protect me and keep me in the light. After drinking the cup and feeling the bitterness and earthy taste enter my blood and veins, I felt the medicine already begin to work through me almost instantly. I remembered the facilitator's words, surrender to the medicine and let go of the expectations. As I began to feel my head move with the assistance of my guides, I turned into how the medicine began working in my body. It felt that this time it took half an hour to kick in, if not less. The effects were not as immediate though. 
I remember feeling a sense of bliss at the start. The plant was showing me who I had become, who I had stepped into. Then suddenly, when my mind had a thought that maybe I won't have to go into the shadow work this time, maybe I've healed all my wounds, maybe I will only see the light. (laughs) Funny enough, within seconds of that monkey mind thought that I had, I felt Mother Ayahuasca take over my body and consciousness, and I felt that familiar, dizzy feeling again. My body started to get really hot, and I ended up taking off my layers. I was wearing a sweater. I sat calmly and invited the medicine to take me where I must go. I kept repeating my intention. Show me who I have become at my highest self after integrating the last lessons and show me what I still need to work on in order to create the soul-aligned business so that I can serve others. As my head began to spin, I was trying to keep my eyes open this time so that I wouldn't miss the show. Because I remember as well the facilitator saying, try not to close your eyes, try not to lie down. You also want to be sitting up so that way the medicine can work through you and open your eyes so that you don't miss what's actually happening. And when I opened my eyes, I began to see the 3D physical space transform and look five-dimensional. People around me began to moan and purge and orgasm and cry. I remember feeling that I didn't have to purge this time as immediately. Then suddenly, as Ivan opened with his opening chant that sounded almost alien-like, I felt that I re-entered the fifth dimension in a shot, and it felt exactly familiar as the last time, except I didn't see the light beings. There were no women in white, right? It was like this masculine energy that I was describing, right? There was a lot of male healers, facilitators, and literally most of the ceremony was men. And I began to feel my body shake and my arm twitch uncontrollably. And this is what happens when the medicine works through you, right? You'll start to just like shake, um, you know, and that's just normal. That's just, you know, maybe you letting go of any pain, anxiety, whatever it is in your body, any stale energy that needs to come out. And so that comes out in the form of shaking, purging, um, you know, yawning, and some people even orgasm. Um, So... With this, I immediately, you know, was shown the message. You want to see your your highest yourself at your highest self. You're almost there. You just have another lesson to learn. And people have asked me, like, do you like see Mother Aya speaking to you, or is this like the thoughts in your head? And truthfully, it's like what I remember is like she is overpowering my body like she's moving my head like I'm feeling myself twitch I'm feeling the presence of her but it's almost like this voice that I hear like that's like my own thoughts but it's channeled through my thoughts and it's her speaking to me so she was literally saying this to me and I felt her begin to take me for this dark and heavy journey and I was like oh fuck here we go again I let go of the expectation that I would have an ego death again this time she took me out of my body as if I was having an outer body experience my soul was being taken for the world to see and I started to get messages like that fear of judgment and speaking your truth in your business being in your masculine energy is blocked You've stepped into your feminine, yet you've disconnected from the masculine. You want to express and be heard, keep speaking your truth, and let go of people's opinions and judgments. Literally, these thoughts and messages were like getting just like poured in like downloads. And, you know, it was almost like this is why I'm not fully in my higher self because I'm still holding on to, you know, fearing this judgment slightly. 
and I felt my brain go into this powerful trip. I saw other souls trying to show me the truth. Like it's almost like these entities came back, but they weren't like as dark this time, right? It wasn't like the first time where they were latching onto me and I was having this death. This time they were literally like, okay, like you are awake. Literally they all like started attaching to me and saying like, you are awakened, you are awakened. Like you have seen the light. There is something bigger than you. And in that moment, I remember just feeling like, holy shit, I am simply a vessel for delivering these messages of wisdom to the world. Like whatever I have to speak about, whether it's this podcast and what I share on here, it's all part of that, right? There's a reason why I am on this earth to spread these messages, to, you know, help others, to serve others. I really just got these downloads and I was like, oh my God, this is what is blocking me. Like I have to just fully embrace that, fully step into that and stop thinking that like other people care so much about what I'm doing. Like most people are inspired, right? Rather than thinking that like, oh, I'm just like, you know, a know-it-all and I'm just like tooting my own horn and like wanting to listen to myself speak, which is like not the case. It's the fact that I just really want to share wisdom with others, Um, So I also wrote, I saw that I had to heal my wounds with my father, my abandonment issues, like feeling rejected and not good enough. It all contributed to my fear of speaking my truth. So I think at this point, I must have got like a vision of him, of my like real dad who I haven't seen when I was five. Um, And I guess that rejection that just like came out through my entire life, my entire childhood through, you know, within my family, friendships, partners. Um, And I, I said, how could I deliver messages of wisdom to my clients and audience if my throat, you know, and my third eye and my crown are blocked? Because I was told this before that this was all kind of the main chakras that are always kind of blocked and imbalanced for me. And as I was taken on this dark journey, feeling like I died again and left my body, I saw myself not being able to step into my higher self because I was resisting to fully express myself. I got a vision that although I loved myself now, I took hold of my rose quartz necklace and I felt that I truly healed those feminine wounds. Like all of that ancestral karma was forgiven, but I really had to heal the masculine this time. And it's so interesting that this has happened because like I told you guys, the first ceremony was all feminine energy, was all women, light workers were women, you know, really feeling like I was healing those like wounds from my ancestral karma of not loving ourselves as women. And this time it was like these like masculine, like abandonment issues and, you know, stepping into my masculine, like that fear of that and being seen. Um, so it's like, balancing the two out almost, right? Like we always hear we have to balance out the masculine and the feminine. Literally, like this is what both of these ceremonies were for me. It's like balancing the masculine now. So I also wrote, I began to feel my head being pushed forward and into my bucket. Finally, I was going to purge, but no. Pachamama took me back and pushed me against the wall and said, are you ready to release the pain or are you going to keep it all bottled up inside? Like this is literally the download I'm getting, which is insane. It's like I'm battling with the bucket, with her, with my body. And as I got out of my head and pushed 
into that I got pushed into my bucket as I got my head out of the bucket, sorry, and I, I, it pulled out. My ego tried to literally play games with me and start telling me things like you haven't purged yet. It's not like the last time it's different. Maybe you don't have to, you know, maybe you're healed. And then it's like, no, you're not, you're going into dark places. So finally this wave of nausea just came over me. And then I just remembered to surrender to the medicine and allow Pachamama to guide me. So I let go of that fear and control and I purged it into the bucket. And although there wasn't much coming out this time compared to my first ceremony where I was literally, I felt like I was purging in the bucket all fucking night. Like there was no break. There was no chance for me to even go outside until I like came out of the medicine. Um, This time it was like just a short brief moment of like just letting go of this pain of this like blockage of speaking my truth. Um, so I purged a lot more that first ceremony and I remember to center myself and get my head out of the bucket to be my own shaman, to be my own healer. And that's what we're, we were told by the shamans and the facilitators is that you are your own medicine, right? And this is why I say you don't need the medicine, like the medicine helps you, but you don't need it in the sense that you can literally do the inner work yourself without the psychedelics, but Yes, they help because they literally take you to the shadows and they show you. And the thing is, if you're not a person that's self-aware and you don't do the inner work, you might not actually have the capability to get there yourself, right? Because you don't really go that deep with yourself on a conscious daily level. So I wrote, as the fears crept in and I felt the spirit, I felt spirit show me her true power. I remember thinking why no one was helping me this time. I felt that I needed the help, but was too afraid to be seen, heard, and to ask for it. Then I got the message that I am my own shaman. I can get myself out of the darkness. I remember feeling that I didn't even want to be here again, that this pain was too great, that in order to see the light, I had to work through this. It was a back and forth struggle for about an hour or more, which felt like an eternity, head in bucket, purge, no purge, getting pulled back, head back in bucket. And then I noticed I heard others orgasm. And I thought, when will I feel this bliss? (laughs) And finally, after I got my head out of the bucket and got a vision of my little girl feeling abandoned, used and abused, I started to see this masculine wound that I had to heal. I saw the shame I was taught to feel for sleeping with other men, for giving myself to them, and then feeling the pain of being abandoned. I began to get these visions of having sexual experiences with men and finding it really beautiful. I saw myself clearly connecting with certain individuals that I had been, you know, in contact with or had, you know, maybe thought about. And it was almost like this like vision into the future of me connecting with, you know, a beautiful king that I'm going to attract into my life. And I felt my arms literally fly up and I began to feel myself free myself from this pain and literally turn it into this like orgasm and bliss. And I was not like orgasming like what you would think, but I was definitely going from like you know, purging and in pain to feeling like in absolute bliss, like almost kind of like letting out sighs and moans of like, oh, this feels like amazing. Like, you know, I was like really in the state of happiness. Um, So yeah, I definitely went from having a bad time to a good time, right? And 
it was this like back and forth and I really started to experience and feel like and see sex in this sacred and divine way, right? Because we're always conditioned as women to like not see it like that. And like if we sleep with too many men, you know, it makes us, you know, a slut or whatever. And I talked about this in my episodes with um, my friend that came on, Alyssa, and we talked about like the divine feminine and stepping into that. So if you guys want to hear about that, you can definitely go back and listen. But here we go. I also wrote, I recognize that we are all divine beings, that we are here to connect, be open, and receive the love we have within and share it with others as well. As I was experiencing the sacral energy and it took hold of me, I felt my third eye open as I channeled these visions. I felt my throat my throat chakra start to balance and I could speak my truth and I expressed myself so fully in my personal life and in my business. And this truly allowed me to feel that I was stepping into my higher self. The shame, the guilt, the fear of abandonment, rejection was all wounding from my ancestors, from my ancestors, sorry. And I literally got this message like, this does not define me. And I remember feeling this power within. My arms would raise up and I would just feel the sense of bliss and orgasmic feeling. And I really felt like, oh, I'm like stepping into my higher self. It's within me. It's being unleashed like a beast, right? And I opened my eyes and then the visuals just took over. And I was facing my fears and being my true authentic self. I was not afraid of radiating my true essence. And the message from this is to take the learnings and lean into the fear, right? Lead with compassion, love, express myself through this sacral sexual energy that we all have because that sacral chakra within us, that's where our sacral sexual energy comes and that's what really spikes the creator within us right this is why like I have so much passion for creation and it's like take that and fuel it so this energy is what allows me to be creative to speak and share my truth and wisdom with the world and when I came out of the trip finally I remember feeling like I was literally in it for 24 hours or an eternity and this time I was like one cup was enough um I remember hearing them announce like the windows open and at this moment I was like nowhere near out of my trip or needing more medicine and when you know you know right like the first time I was like ready for that second cup and this time I felt like the medicine was just so strong so overpowering I was like there's no there's no fucking chance I'm getting up to get more like this was enough um and then when I felt like I was still in this trip I remember also getting a message in a whisper and like getting pushed to my yoga mat saying like, I must relax, sleep and recover, that I must have grace with myself. I need to give myself rest. And I remember at the time I was so exhausted, right? I felt all the pain in my body. I grabbed my sleeping bag and pillow and I literally went into a fetal, fetal position and I just like laid there and, you know, gave myself time to rest. And this was maybe like for the last hour of the ceremony and I remember getting up finally going outside to look at the stars and I saw the moon peek through this was a full moon again I always seem to like do these ceremonies on the full moon where it's like super strong and the energy is strong and I crawled down the stairs and connected with a nice man and we both ended up laughing out loud at our struggle because there are these steps to go up to the temple and it was like pouring rain outside and it's literally like if you guys can get a visual like 
there's this like temple and you literally come out of the doors and you have to go down the stairs and it's raining. And then to go to the bathroom, you have to walk through the jungle. And it's like this whole mission, like you're on this fucking Amazon adventure trying to go find the bathroom. So as I was like going to the bathroom, me and this man were literally like, we had to both get on our hands and knees because we were so wobbly from the medicine because the medicine is really strong. And, you know, it it like makes you feel like you're really drunk and high at the same time. If I can best describe it as anything, it's that. And you're trying to like wobble down. So we were literally like crawling down the stairs. And, you know, as I walked to the toilet and felt like I was in the dark getting lost, but was also being guided by this light. Like there were candles there and everything was like being lit up. Like, you know, the medicine obviously is psychedelic. So everything looks five dimensional. And I felt as if the medicine was being reactivated again. And this is when I say like when I knew I didn't need another cup because I got really good at just connecting with myself and with spirit and meditation and like the medicine could just start working through me again. So I still felt like I was in this 5D walking back and knowing exactly how to get to the fire. I really got this message like I am on the divine path and when I finally sat by the fire and the rain had calmed I looked into it as if I had just been given all of the answers. I slowly crawled back to my seat and I remember thinking I made it to the other side and I also thought I was so in my trip and I obviously missed the window and then I remember them announcing it and I wasn't sure if it had already closed but the medicine actually worked through me again and it told me to rest right so I rested and I started to you know feel the medicine work through me like literally as I got to this portal it's like the sound healing and the instruments would like reactivate it within you and this is why I didn't feel like I needed another cup um and, you know, I, I got these moments of like my arm twitching and feeling like I might need to purge again um, and, you know, all of these things. And I, you know, just allowed myself to work through the visions and allow like those messages to come through. And then I really got the message that I need to rest. And, you know, I actually finally just rested and laid down. And before I knew it, the hape was being administered, which is the tobacco. And I went to, you know, receive this medicine to ground myself to help me come out of this trip. Um, and when I came back after receiving the rape, I felt myself get grounded and come back into my body. And as I sat and meditated and connected to my guides, I literally just listened to the beautiful music, the instruments being played. I was so in awe of like the incredible sounds that were around me. And I felt the sense of safety being next to, um, you know, the man next to me and the people around me and, and the shamans and the facilitators. It was just so beautiful. I felt so loved, so cherished, so seen, so heard. Um, and I've received hugs from everyone at the end. We kind of celebrate, we dance, we hug one another. Um, I felt this like strong masculine presence telling me that I can step into both and still attract masculine men into my life, still attract dream clients. Like I really like got the sense of like I'm balancing the masculine and the feminine. And it was really, really beautiful. Um, and yeah, I have like another part of the story of what happened, um, but I will probably save it for next time. Um, but it was just such a beautiful, beautiful ceremony. And 
I wrote, as I am writing this, I am actually planning and preparing to go into another trip because I literally wrote the story and integrated all the next day. And I actually got invited by um, my facilitator, my shaman, to come sit in a changa or a tepescoite ceremony, which I'll tell you guys about that in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, And to end this off, I wrote a little note and I said, I have no idea what to expect. I know that it will be powerful and I'm open to whatever is going to be shown to me. Maybe this is part of the surrender to continue to expand my consciousness and to connect to source. I am light. I am love. This is my mantra. See you on the other side. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you a part of this journey with me. If you resonated with this episode, then please share this on your Instagram story and tag me at the Black Sheep Travels so that I can say a massive thank you and show you my appreciation. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. Please share this with your friends or anyone you know that would enjoy this podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about me or how we can work together, then please visit my website, www.theblacksheeptravels.com. You can also subscribe to my email list so that you can stay in the loop for podcast drops, blogs, freebies, info about my coaching packages, my ebook, and upcoming courses and books. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you here. 